to a very episode of Vampire's Piss. I am Mateo <laughs> with my lovely co-host. I'm Cassidy, and it is a very episode, that's for sure. It's extremely episode, like you won't fucking believe it. This is this is one of the episodes ever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get right out with it. Uh we've I don't think we've done this before, but I think we are overdue for what i'm about to pitch to you okay i think we should address our grievances with this movie i don't think we've talked enough about the things we don't like about this movie Mm. and i think now is the time i'm feeling scorned by this movie i'm feeling uh enraged by it yeah i i no joke before before i watched this movie very recently i watched a very upsetting and gross and like uh, miserable horror movie and then i watched vampire's kiss right after and was even more upset by that than i was really the other movie what was the the other other movie movie that you were upset by uh it was called possum and and to be clear that movie's mission statement is to gross you out and to upset you because it's very like weird and uneasy and just like there's like a weird spider thing. It's like, it's cool. I I was I actually did enjoy the movie, but it was upsetting. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Vampire's Kiss and was even more upset by that. <laughs> so I think it is time mm-hmm. that we really we really just addressed our problems with this movie. Okay, um, fair, fair. But what could uh, what could be so upsetting about Possum? Like Possums are such cute little rat guys who just you know. I mean, I agree, uh, but it's. I think that's just the the thing's name in the movie. I don't think that uh, there's actually a possum. That, that, I don't think they show a possum once in the movie. Actually, it's that's mostly really disappointing. Yeah, it's mostly foxes. Actually, foxes are cute too. They are cute. I do love possums, though. I there, there's a few in my neighborhood. Uh, Fuck yeah, dude! That's awesome. I. I don't know if possums live in L.A. They must. There's coyotes out here. Yeah. We also have rats, that... uh, which is not great. I think there's been, like, an excess of construction around my neighborhood, so there's more oh. rats to the point where, like, the sanitation department sent us a little um, flyer that says, like, we're sending the rats packing, and they sent me this little <laughs> rat guy who, like, a little Photoshop. You can't see it at home, but there's a little Photoshop rat holding a suitcase that's awesome yeah so i had to cut that out so that's going on my skateboard eventually fuck yes dude that's that's so good yeah and i like the image because it's like yeah we're not killing them we're like sending them on vacation or whatever yeah we're 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 sending them back to europe where they came from Mm -hmm. um that's that's hilarious 
Yeah, possums are great though. Possums are they're like really good animals. Did you know that they're effectively immune to rabies? Really? Yeah, their body temperature is too low. Oh. Rabies doesn't really uh grow in their bodies very well, so they pretty much are immune to it. Can you keep possums as pets? Is that allowed? Uh I don't think so. I think they're maybe I just I I think that it's a combination of them being uh them being uh, nocturnal and sort of uh, they're subsisting off of ticks mostly mm-hmm. makes them not amazing pets. I think it's really the nocturnal thing. They they, they just they only come out at night. Uh-huh. I'm like borderline the same, and I'm applying for a job that's gonna have me on that 11:30 to 7:30 a.m. shift. So whoa, yeah, damn. Working, working nights. Working nights. It's per oh, yeah. diem though, so it's not every night. So it'll just like mm. no regulation. So it'll be like normal day, crazy night shift day. It'll be fine. I I was just gonna say I was like that that almost sounds better to me than um than a job where you regularly work the night shift because I feel like if I did that I would become like that would become my routine and I would just sleep yeah. during the day when everyone else is out and about. Yeah, of course, and that's not good for you. No, I I think that's, yeah. I would if I had to hazard a guess, I would say humans maybe. That's not good for your mental health for sure. Perhaps not. But the the odd, the you know all nighter here and there. Eh, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, we that all can't went be to too college, bad. You know. Yeah, I haven't pulled an all nighter since who God knows when. Probably during the pandemic when my sleep schedule was really bad. Yeah, I think I, I mean, pulled during one, the pandemic. It's still a pandemic. I think I pulled one for a commission at some point during the pandemic. I don't recall mm. when that was. During the quarantine, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah, I pulled a few just because I would stay up so late, mm-hmm. and then I would sleep until two, and I hated that. Yeah. And so I was like, "All right, well, one of these nights, I'm just going to stay up all night, and yeah, then and fix your schedule and fix it, and that rarely worked." Yeah, but it's at not least... the most effective way. <laughs> not the hard reset you want it to be. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the best way is to just like wake up super early and just be fucking terrible all day instead. That is that is sleep at ten. I think that literally is the best way to do it. I just don't have the willpower to do that. Oh, absolutely not. The bed is an intoxicating, beautiful place so that you never want to leave. It's so hard for me to get up for work, even even when I have work at, like, noon. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I could just sleep in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't like all-nighters, but they make me feel kind of, like, they give me, like, a crazy spike of, like, energy. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah I feel like I'm, like, hacking the Matrix right now. I'm, like, defying <laughs> nature. This is amazing. And then, like, you know, 5 a.m. hits, and it's like, fuck, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I there is, like, an energy spike you get at some point, and it's very early in the morning, and I wish that it lasted the rest of the day. Because then after that, you feel like, uh, I don't know, you feel like you're going to die at any moment. <laughs> right. When, like, the birds, you start hearing the birds chirping and the sun rising, does that make you more mm-hmm. anxious during an all-nighter, or do you feel like it's, like, all right, like... Depends on why I'm pulling the all-nighter. Fair. 
I guess it depends yeah, how much work he got done during the all-nighter, too. Yeah, because it's like, if the birds are chirping and I'm only halfway done with my work, I'm like, oh, fuck, uh, I've only got so much time left. Yeah. But if I'm just pulling an all-nighter to reset my shit, I, I think I'm just like, whatever. Did Peter Lowell pull any all-nighters during the course of the movie? No, but he did just, ma- like... He did sort of just uh, wake up pretty early. Well, he I think he just like raw dog becoming uh, like nocturnal. Right. He just he just did it. He was just like, all right, well, I sleep during the day and I wake up at night. Hmm. And he just did that. Yeah. Which I'm like, damn, dude, <laughs> that's commitment. I must admit, my memory's a little fuzzy this episode because I may have. <sighs> misunderstood a few rules we'll get back to our grievances (laughs) but uh i kind of watched another 80s nicholas cage movie oh yes because you know whenever whenever we i watch on the streaming service that won't be named it always recommends me like several other shitty nicholas cage movies that no one really wants to watch (laughs) you know what me too tubi thinks i love nick whoa i just said it i'm gonna bleep that uh, they think that I must love Nicolas Cage, and they keep showing me his movies. But are they wrong? Yeah, nah, I guess they're not. They're not wrong. It's just that it, it's not really the the ones yeah. that you'd expect. Like I, I think the last one the auto played was like him during the Vietnam War or something. But the one I watched was called Valley Girl. Have you heard this one? I have heard of Valley Girl. Wasn't that the first role he ever got? I believe it. That would make that makes sense. There's not a lot of the like, eccentricities, really. He kind of just plays yeah. a boy. Basically, it's just he, him, and his friend. They're at the beat. It's about this girl mostly, but she's mm-hmm. like a, a valley girl. They start say stuff like, "Hang on, I wrote some shit down because they were they were hitting me some crazy vernacular." <sighs> he's so bitching. He's totally awesome. Uh, it's total bad. Uh, what's it? <laughs> it's like i'm totally not in love with him anymore you know stuff like that <laughs> wait Is, this one really now, hit me hang on oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he was trippendicular <laughs> <laughs> maybe you've heard it more than i have i don't know how much time you spend in the valley but uh, kind of i don't really spend any time in the valley hmm. Um, that means then you're like the Nicolas Cage guy, because the idea was that like yeah? Nick Cage, yeah, because they were at like the beach or whatever. And Nick Cage sees this girl, and then they overhear about this party in the village, and you know everyone there, they're like squares, you know, they like new wave, they like synths and stuff, and they're all dressed in like pastels and polos and shit. And then but Nick wait, Cage and his friend come in, and Nick Cage's name is Randy, and they're they're uh-huh. like punks, and they're in like bl- like red button downs with like denim vests and boots and shit. <sighs> It was it was weird, and they were just like, yeah, like these people are fucking lame. But like these people are all staring at them because they weren't invited, you know. Uh-huh. And they get kicked out because this girl Julie's like ex boyfriend, recently ex boyfriend, punches Nick mm-hmm. Cage in the face, and he leaves. Now, I, my question is: Is Nick Cage the main character of this movie, or is the girl the main character? And he is like a, a John Travolta type. He's the John Travolta type. I see, I see. Yeah, he's just like, he's just kind of laying it on. He's like, oh, sultry. He's the bad boy, you know. <laughs> and she's like, where are we going? He's like, anywhere. 
you know it's like who cares does he ride a motorcycle uh no uh lame yeah unfortunate uh but he like basically like (laughs) i'll admit it was pretty funny he like sneaks back into the party because he was vibing with this girl and he was like who's this guy gonna tell me who i could be with whatever (laughs) and he goes back and he's like she liked me who cares you know so they drive back and he sneaks into the bathroom but he's stuck in the bathroom for so long because people keep coming in to hook up and so there's like and use the toilet so he's just like stuck in the shower for like a long ass time until she eventually comes in but it's pretty funny there's a guy pissing (laughs) dude this movie sounds crazy it's not that great. It's, like, pretty corny. But, like, then he, like, brings... Uh, they leave the party and he brings her to Hollywood and, like, to this punk club. And he's like, yeah, you guys, you guys listen to, like, frilly music with the synths and stuff. This is that real stuff that hits you in the heart. But, like, honestly, it wasn't even, like, that much of, like... And there's, like, very, like, Sid vicious looking people at this club. Uh-huh. But, like, the music itself is just, like... They're playing less, like Weezer ass music. No, it's not Weezer because it's the eighties. Uh, it's like less synthy new wave, you know. It's like slightly uh, more guitar driven <laughs> than the stuff at the party. Uh huh. You know, like they were Man. playing that one song from uh, "Call Me by Your Name" in the mo- in the party. You know Call that song. Me by your name. Yeah. I never watched that movie. Okay, well, it's like you know <laughs> i i can hear it now the homos um, will know <laughs> um man what the fuck do they have against new wave new wave oh yeah i think they were just like i like sense i, I like, like sense I like, too yeah I guess they just they just want something rawer, but their raw shit was not that raw, you know. The guys yeah. they were still wearing button downs on the stage at the club they were wearing, so I don't know what the big deal is. That's but. crazy to me that these guys are like being portrayed as punks and they're like wearing button downs. Yeah, I guess because they were party ready, but like their music was literally just like and like Nick Cage is like I love this song in the car. He's like boom, boom, you know he's like drumming on the steering wheel but it's like i'm gonna make love to you you know stuff like that. <laughs> damn <laughs> so not this that sounds this sounds so pleasant i wish i wish i could let you get away with this mulligan but unfortunately we both have to repent I guess for the way yeah because i watched it at two times speed and i still was upset by it Mm-hmm. Um, what were you upset by the most cause I'm thinking of like my grievances with it and like mm-hmm. the top of my head is still that fucking kid at the beginning <laughs> yeah you know what fuck that kid fuck him for not paying off his his appearance there there was no payoff for him why exactly. is he in the movie exactly and it's like Joseph Minion I know you could pay off stuff I saw After Hours I, so it's like yeah that movie is well, like. What's the deal with that? That movie's that movie all nothing payoffs. but payoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, I don't fucking know. Yeah, that's that's a great one. Um, I think the top of my list, uh, it's got to be the therapy scene. I mean, it's it's just so long. Even at two times speed, at two times speed, it's like it's like five minutes long. Yeah. They spend so long in that scene. And that's they do. And I don't think it's like any longer than any of the other scenes in the movie. I think every scene is pretty much the same length, mm-hmm. uh which 
is what makes this movie seem like such a blur at times because it's all so even tempered and even paced and then like just really random little spikes of weirdness yeah so what would you cut out from the therapy scene I would cut it all out and put it somewhere else because okay. this is the, the my main issue with it is that I don't hate it on its own. I think it is a funny scene where he's talking to his therapist and like having this delusion, but he's having it right at the end of the movie. Like at this point, I am ready for the movie to be done. We've had the the big climactic moment. We've had him completely fall from grace. We've had uh Alva and Emilio gearing up to have their revenge on him. And it's like, it's all coming to a conclusion and we're, we're racing there. And all of a sudden we hit a brick wall and we have to wait while Peter Lowe talks to the brick wall for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm sick of it, man. I want him to put it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just anywhere, even, even on his, just wait on the way to the club, Mm -hmm. man, just have that scene. And then he's like, well, she doesn't like that. I'm a vampire. Fuck her. I'm going to the club. And then he goes to the club and drinks blood for the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or has this delusion earlier in the movie because we're before he's even met Rachel. Mm-hmm. But don't you think that the delusion is kind of like the coalescing of like him being the most fucked up in the movie? I feel like. I mean, definitely I it is. Which I is... feel like he he wasn't so bad until uh, well, I mean, he was pretty bad, but like he wasn't like mm-hmm. fully like terrible until after he killed that girl, you know. Yeah, I mean the real the real answer is just to cut the damn thing out because it really just it just grinds the whole movie to a halt and that is i think my chief grievance with the movie mm-hmm. i mean aside from the fact that there's just sexual assault in the movie for no yeah. reason but we've talked at length about that so we that is true we we need not retread those steps um what what is what is what is uh, top of the list for your grievances besides the the, the kid I know, I know you don't like that kid, and I don't like that kid either. I don't know. I f- it's it feels almost arrogant for me to suggest changes to this movie. Like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not even uh, here. We don't even have to suggest changes, right? Because I, this is all about getting the venom out. I yeah. feel like we are being poisoned okay. by this movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we, we just have so much negative energy building up. I feel like we need to get it out. Mm-hmm. I've been holding on to these complaints about this movie, and I need them out of me. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. What are my biggest complaints? I guess... I don't know. I, I'd like to say it's just the that Peter is just like the only one like really making the jokes and maybe that should be more evenly dispersed throughout mm-hmm. the movie. But I feel like me saying that like and it being like that might have lessened the camp of it all. You know, like the confusion, I think, is so integral to what the movie is. I would I would say I agree with you, but I also think that you are totally right and that there should be at least more comedic stuff. Yeah. Because there's little moments of like comedic characters. Right. There's there's the the lady at the desk who's mm-hmm. like he is so eccentric. It's true. She has her funny moments and I'm just like 
she's great. I I like these eccentric characters because Peter still seems crazy in comparison to them. And like those guys that you love at the club, who uh, one of them is like explaining tech stuff to the other guy, and yeah. then the other guy's like, and who would be interested? Like and who would be interested? That's supposed to be that's supposed to be a funny moment in the movie, but it's so far and few between. Few and far between. Sorry, you know what I mean. Yeah. They're they're just, just they're so small and they're so few. I'm just like, why aren't there more kooky characters in this movie? It's New York City, man. Where are they? Why don't the mimes have speaking roles? Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the kid. Like the kid is pretty bad. I mean. I don't know, like how how do you th- how would you pay it off? Like I know you said like, I would you pay it to... off with him seeing Emilio going into the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's and just so a... Emilio would get got by the cops, is what you're saying. I I don't even know if I would say that. I mean, I would just say that like he witnesses Peter Peter's demise, yeah, it, like secondhand. He like sees Emilio go in there, mm-hmm. and. That's it. I don't know. It's just a simple payoff because like we see him at the beginning of the movie, and he's oh, I keep bumping my mic. Sorry, everybody. Uh, uh, he keeps he sees Peter and Jackie at the beginning of the movie, and there's like this big deal about it because he sees them go in, and then she the, he sees her come out naked, right? And he he like freaks out about that, and it it just feels right you know the first time we watched this movie when amelia went into the apartment building i and we like have that like downward shot from the top of the stairs i truly believed we were going to see the kid again yeah at the top of the stairs right. looking down and seeing amelia go in there mm-hmm. i just felt the kid right. was going to get peter caught by the cops i mean that too cuz well i mean yeah, but how, why would the kid know about a murder that happened in a disco? I guess so. I don't know. There's no. It's just the, the presence of the kid is infuriating because he's not at the end of the movie, and I just think he should be at the end. Mm-hmm. I think the kid should kill Peter. I think that that'd be you a know real what payoff. that now that's a payoff. <laughs> Wait, how about the kid's a real vampire who just got, like, one of those, like, kid vampires, like... Oh, my uh, God. Kirsten Dunst in an interview. Yeah. He's the one pulling the strings the whole time. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That kid... <laughs> that kid conjured Rachel, Rachel as, like, a, an illusion, and mm-hmm. he's just secretly feeding on Peter while he's, you know, passed out and hallucinating. Yeah. Ew, that's gross. It's it's really gross, but you know, child vampires are gross. They making are a, making a child into a vampire is so fucked up, dude. Mm-hmm. It's banned in what we do in the shadows, according to the Vampire Council. In the it first sure season. is. Which is, I think, honestly, the most despicable thing that Laszlo's ever done. Yeah, <laughs> he made a baby into a vampire. I'm like, damn, dude. I don't know. I think it's ruining an up. orgy with monogamy is is a bit worse, personally. I mean. Fair enough. Yeah, he also he also did do that. <laughs> also giving someone giving what's his name the brain scramblies that was pretty bad too. What's his did name? Did he do that? His friend. Paul, his friend. Paul, right? Paul. 
Paul? Maybe? His no, neighbor, Shawnee. right? Sean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad that he gave him the brain scramblies. It is. He's funny, though. Yeah, that show's so funny. I, it is. I can't wait for it to come back. I was going to say, the new season's coming out soon, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any like ads for it. I know that... Mm. I think our flag means death is coming back soonish. Oh right, right. I think yeah, it's probably that first, then then what we do in the shadows. Yeah, you can only have so many queer comedies on at the same time. You know, you don't want competition like that. Taika, you want everyone to get to you know. Yeah, Taika can only do so much all at once. Yeah, I don't know if he's been working on the shadow show as much since like i know he directed a few episodes on season one but i think it's mostly jermaine now yeah it's mostly it's mostly him i think he took out over after like first season yeah i'm still looking Uh, at that fucking rat with the suitcase (laughs) it's good man i wish i we don't have much in the way of rats out here i don't think not enough well, sewers. Good. Not enough sewers for them to scamper about in. Mm. I mean, there are sewers here, but uh, you know, yeah, uh, it's not enough to cultivate a really rat-heavy population. I feel. Mm-hmm. Any possums? None that I've seen. I've mostly just seen coyotes. That's the most wildlife I've really seen out here: coyotes, parrots, ravens, and some lizards. Mm-hmm. Not as many lizards as I'd like. I really wish I'd seen more lizards yeah. in the in the year that I've lived here. How many times um, have you seen lizards? Mm, once or twice. How big were they? Like like this big. Oh, like three inches big. They're, they're, not, they're not big. Um, mostly because I think I'm in a pretty downtown area, so I don't think there's like tons of wildlife here but the the biggest wildlife i have seen has been coyotes i've just been walking like right. not even out in like the wilderness like just like like a couple blocks down there's just mm-hmm. apartment buildings and shit and people's lawns and i was just walking I, like whenever i walked down the street back from the movies to like a friend's house more often than not we will see like a pack of coyotes across <laughs> the street just like wandering around uh-huh. What do you do in that situation? Is there, like, do you know what to do what, during a coyote attack? The coyote, they don't really attack. Okay. They're super shy mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, any so other like animals. Because I know dingoes eat all oh, God. Babies, no. Dingoes are like, are, like, demons from hell. No. Coyotes are, like, super, super shy. Um, so they're always you know, running into walls, chasing after roadrunners, and yeah, the roadrunners menace them so much that they're so shy in real yeah. life. It's it's really sad. I felt like I always felt more bad for Wiley Coyote than Roadrunner. Like I, I kind of wanted him to eat him the whole time. I mean, it's that classic predator prey dynamic where you're watching a not a nature documentary, yeah. and you know you're watching this like predator chase after this adorable animal and you're like oh my god i hope that adorable animal gets away and then it does get away and then the predator you you it cuts to sad shots of that predator like walking (laughs) around and it's like oh wait no now that thing's gonna go hungry oh no why doesn't the cameraman just feed him (laughs) i know why don't we interfere with nature more exactly uh yeah Uh, the first time i saw coyotes out there um there was like three of them and they were like just crossing the street 
and we were like, whoa, hey, coyotes, that's cool. And then there was a guy who was walking after them, and he was like, he was like holding this little white like French bulldog mm-hmm. in his hands. <laughs> And he was just like, those coyotes tried to eat my dog. And he was like <laughs> chasing after them. And we were like, okay. And uh, he was like, he was like, did you see which way they went? And we were just like, uh, no. He was like, okay. And then he, the he just, coyotes. <laughs> I was just like, what is this guy going to do? He's just armed with a French bulldog. Know, uh, maybe he knows karate or something. You don't uh, know. Maybe. I mean, what are you going to do against a coyote? If you listen, I'm sure a coyote coyotes will like more often than not leave people alone. But I think if you run up on a coyote, it will attack you. Mm-hmm. Well, surely this isn't his first rodeo in terms of coyotes fighting. Like, I don't think you just kind of like first bow, just like go like, yeah, I'm going to fight a coyote. I could be wrong about that, though. You know, maybe he is experienced in in uh, animal combat. <laughs> yeah, or maybe he's dead. Or maybe he's dead. Maybe him and his little dog are dead. Who knows? <laughs> maybe he's like, uh, what's her name? In in everything, everywhere. That comedian. She, I don't remember her name, but in everything, everywhere, she like wielded her pomeranian dog as like a gravity hammer. <laughs> Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember her name. She's a famous comedian. Dane Cook. <laughs> I don't think so, but I could be wrong. It's been a little while since I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Did I ever um, tell you that my dad disrespected Dane Cook to one of Dane Cook's friends to his face? No, that's that is very funny though. Mm-hmm. So Bill Burr came into my dad's work once and like, I don't know, I guess like to try to endear himself to Bill Burr, he was like, and I'm I'm very greatly paraphrasing, but he was like, oh yeah, you know, you're great. Not like hacks like Dane Cook or whatever. Oh. And then he got quiet. <laughs> and I think that might have been the end of that. But beforehand, Bill Burr was like, yeah, maybe I'll get you and your, your son some tickets or whatever. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. That never happened. That's I don't so know if those two things are connected. That's so funny. Yeah. I uh, the only thing that has ever happened to me that is a little like that and it's not nearly that bad. It was just a very funny occurrence. Uh I was talking to I was like over at my friend's house and I was talking to one of his friends who I'd met for like the first time and we were talking about the show Dimension 20 by College Humor. Yeah. And we were talking about this newest season that had come out. It was their Game of Thrones season that was like Game of Thrones, but like in a food world. It's called A Crown of Candy. It was, it was super fun. I was like, we were talking about it, and and uh, the the friend that looked at me was like, oh, what did you think of the art in that one? And I was like, oh, I I liked it. It was cool, you know, all the all the fucked up like food people looked really hilarious and awesome. And he's like, oh, cool, yeah, I did the art for that. And I was like, oh, okay. So you just tried to trap me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I respect uh, that, though. I respect was, you wanted, the, you wanted the honest answer, you know? Yeah, and he got it. I thought that was a cool art. Like, the cool characters looked cool, and the fucked-up food guys looked really fucked up. It was it was good. That's lovely. Yeah, there's a, there's a character in that show that's a, a piece of cake with arms and legs, and he does look fucked up. Yeah. 
So he didn't um, look tasty at all. No, he looked tasty, but it, he just listen, man. They they handmade a lot of the minis for that show, and he did like he got like the I think he got like the um like the names and sort of like deals of all the characters and he was like oh okay so they're all humanoid i'm just gonna draw like humanoid people inspired by the foods that they are and then he later saw the minis they like showed him some of the minis like oh yeah some of them are humanoid but some of them are literally like fucked up pieces of cake with eyes and so he's like okay well i have to redraw this um so you know dimension 20 fun show yeah, I've uh, enjoyed the few episodes that I've seen. Actually, I've only ever seen like reels on YouTube, but it, I'm a I'm a fan of Brennan. It's he's a good cool. shit. Brennan is so cool. Uh, he's out here somewhere. I haven't stopped looking for him, mm, yeah. but I haven't found him yet. You should set like traps, like put little dice on the ground and leave a trail <laughs> for him, and then like a little <laughs> box with a stick holding it up. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Brennan Lee Mulligan, if you're listening to the show, we'd love to have you on. You have some very insightful stuff to say about this movie, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yes, and always follow the trail of dice that lead yes. into traps. Don't think about it. Just follow them. Yeah, just go with your heart. <laughs> um, anywho, do we have any more grievances about this movie? I'm r- racking my brain right now. Um... I'm honestly jealous of you that you still have so little to like malice in your heart for this movie yeah no i mean if anything it's more the idea of the movie that upsets me you know yeah like, oh, when, I'm it... th- when i'm there it's like well here we go again but it's like yeah i know you you know like we're familiar like it's i could just, just kind of kick back and relax it's just on we now at this point yeah that's so sad i uh let me think of one you know what i'll 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 say it again um i think we talked about this last episode but i'm gonna bring it up because the thing that comes to mind the fucking scene where the guy says the thing about the interest and then we pan away and we pan to we follow uh peter over to rachel and while we do that there's this different couple that walks down the like the way and this guy is telling the second half of a joke that he was telling to this girl that we didn't hear the first half of and he says raise high the roof beam and then peter lowe comments on that he's like did you get that joke and it just pisses me off because Mm -hmm. i would maybe get that joke if i had heard the first part of it right is that the same or a different couple is like inconceivable i can't believe you or whatever she says i think that's a different couple okay which i like that couple actually because i like it's it just feels it's just a fun little touch in the movie of like we are immediately placed in this like uh yuppie location yeah well in this yuppie bar on a date that is going badly because this guy is like i can't believe it's inconceivable you like x and she's like what the fuck inconceivable what the hell man Mm mm-hmm it's true. It's just, I mean, you know, it's some funny people just really on. don't like when you like Scott, and it's like it's not cool. Like even oh, in the eighties. Don't I know it, man? <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. Me and my dad were listening to. Do you know Fun Boy Three at all? Fun Boy Three. I the name is familiar. 
it's like three of the guys from the specials after the specials kind of dissolved and they uh-huh. continue to make less ska new wave music they're good but i turned to my younger sister who like does not like ska at all <laughs> maybe i haven't showed her like any of the good ones i don't yeah, know yeah yeah but i was like oh he was in a ska band she was like okay like that and i was like wow don't hide your fucking excitement so yeah you know it's it's hard it's hard sometimes being a hater and then realizing that other people are hating on you yeah it doesn't feel good the other way around (laughs) i just like hating i don't like being hated on exactly it's not it's not cool it's like who do you think you are i'm very sensitive uh yeah Um, yeah i guess i guess my my other grievances would be and the first one i guess is just because i'm an impatient watcher but just like how slow paced everything is yes like it's so much of the burn and i guess i don't know i guess everything just kind of happens like i like when Mm. i enjoy slow burns but i like when it feels like it's kind of like a strong build to stuff and the movie feels more like individual long scenes than anything than like something that like ramps up in its pace. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, Jumping off the back of that, I'm going to say that I, I'm also an impatient bitch and the opening credits of this movie are too fucking long. Mm-hmm. I'd say my other thing is just like the kind of over-reliance on B-roll. I think they like yeah. do it too much. They do it too it much. Make sense. And it's and it's the same length as all the other scenes. So suddenly we're stuck in like a minute of like shots of New York City. Yeah, I think the one where it's the transition between like night and day is the longest, and it like I don't know, like it's the most noticeable that it's like okay, mm-hmm. we're showing B roll for like two minutes now. Yeah, you know? which I, I I that one I forgive a little bit because we're transitioning from night to day. But even so, it's like that's too long. Yeah. Got got to cut it out, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe Alva should have got some jokes. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe Alva should have gotten any personality at all in this movie besides mm-hmm. victim. Yeah, she had some personality. She is a strong-willed, gullible woman. Yes. Huh. Very gullible. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I wouldn't even blame that on her though, because I feel like. Everyone gives Peter Lowe a chance for some reason. Yeah, he's like unprecedentedly crazy, I guess. Like, I he wouldn't has a always weird, know how to react. He's a weird charisma that people seem to fall for. Because Jackie gives him another chance, too. Yeah, that's true. I don't know that I would describe Jackie as gullible either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, uh, yeah. Hey, why do we revisit Jackie? Why do we revisit Jackie? What purpose in the movie does that serve? To call her back to just be a dick to her again? Yeah. I guess it's just so he gets the letter so he gets pushed off the edge. I guess. I'm just I'm just lashing out at the movie now. It's just It's fine. <laughs> I think it everything makes the movie longer. It just takes more time. Yeah. Mm. yeah i don't know anyway i think we've extracted enough venom now do you think it'd be interesting if jackie was at the club at the end and maybe she saw him leaving 
And she turned into a vampire and scared she the shit to, out of him. Oh my god. I was thinking more like, I don't know. <laughs> she went back to her place to like see I don't know if that makes any sense. Or just to like be thriving in front of him. Mm-mm. That's an interesting idea. Because be that that is a that is a classic Peter Lowe weakness is seeing people thriving around him. He hates that. Of course. And seeing someone he fumbled mm-hmm. even worse. Mm-hmm purposely fumbled too yeah yeah um all right i think we've gone just enough to merit doing our plug or doing our plugs and doing our recommends so uh i'll start our recommends i watched last night a movie i enjoyed um And here it is. It's called One Cut of the Dead. And it is genuinely a very amazing movie. I almost don't want to spoil it because I went in thinking that it was going to be one thing. And then I came out and I realized it was a totally different thing and came out being very, very just enchanted by the movie and it was very heartwarming and very like heartfelt um the premise is that there is it's a it's about these people in this warehouse who are shooting a low budget zombie movie and then actual zombies start attacking them uh and the director keeps shooting oh um but the Does he beginning know that of the real vampires uh yes he the director realizes they're real zombies and he's like keep shooting shoot everything uh, i will say this the beginning portion of the movie is a little rough and it feels like you're watching something really low budget and kind of bad stick that out i promise it's worth it okay and what is that called again? It's called One Cut of the Dead. One Cut of the Dead. Um, and yeah. Uh, that's... When is it from? It's from 2017. It's on Shudder. Um, cool. And I think other streaming services. But probably just Shudder. Mm-hmm. Or you can steal it if you feel like stealing. Because, you know, it's just how shit be these days. I guess so, yeah. Um. Well, what have you what have you got on your mind, Mateo? Um, I think I got two. Did I did I recommend Yellow Jackets previously? I believe so, but I was inebriated last time, so I <laughs> okay. can't say for sure if you did yeah, that, or not. That episode's a little fu- fuzzy. Uh, <laughs> I continue to recommend Yellow Jackets because the first episode of the new season just came out. Nice, and it's very good. It's like lord of the flies but instead of uh whenever the time that was from it's in the 90s with the girls soccer team and instead of british boys it's american girls yes yes they were it was an interesting change and uh it goes back and forth between like them being stranded on this island so like 25 years later when they are Whoa. um mentally scarred adults with oh stuff from the past coming back to haunt them it's really cool christina ricci is in it and she's so fucking funny she plays this like crazy ass like 
nursing home lady who's very into true crime and like knows everything about chemicals and like covering up crimes and shit hmm. i don't know how to describe it she's she's just like a nut uh so that show's very good and mm-hmm. i recently just watched and i'm sure everyone listening to it has already seen it but i recently watched but i'm a cheerleader because it was honestly uh, the place i was watching yellow jackets and that shit fucking, rocked my world such a good movie it is it's like everything i think i want in like a campy queer movie you know yes it's it's so good it's super good. Also, RuPaul is like a recovered homosexual. Is fucking great. It's that whole movie is just so good and so funny and so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I... one of the actresses from Yellow Jackets is in it, which is interesting. Oh, really? Nice. Which yeah. which one? She's the token New Zealand girl who like doesn't have many lines and has glasses. And she's, like, kind of one of the ones who, like, goes with the conversion mm. more so than the other girls. Mm. I'm going to have to rewatch this movie. It's been, a, it's been a while since I've seen it. I don't remember her. Yeah. I think I think her character could have had a little bit more to do, but mm. it's fine. There was, like, a lot of different people. Dante Bosco's in it. There's a, yeah, Dante Bosco's. There's a lot going on in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, good recommends uh let's move on into dos plugs uh we'll start with you mateo do you got anything you want to plug uh i don't have a plug but i got a shout out hell yeah let's hear uh, it not to bring the mood down but shout out uh my grandma nana kaki who passed away last night oh i'm so sorry to hear that yeah me too um but you know she lived a good life she she was 93 which is crazy Whoa, damn yeah, she wasn't, like, on any medications or anything either, mm-hmm. like, by the end, which is crazy, because she, like, smoked and drank all her life, so going out Jeez. like a champ. I know, right? Well, yeah, but, rest in yeah. peace. Rest in peace. Uh, well... How are you going to follow that up, Cassidy? <laughs> well, now I guess I'm going <laughs> to um, plug our Twitter and my Twitch stream. Yeah, of course, because <laughs> that's the more important thing to end on, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh I, you know i've plugged that shit in old podcasts you can listen yeah. to that uh, i was hoping you were gonna plug it first because i was like i don't want you to follow it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine um <laughs> thanks everyone for listening <laughs> i've been cassidy i've been mateo uh good night everybody bye-bye Dream of me, my angel.